I'm Andre Bella for Esoterica, a short feature about extraordinary ideas. Have you ever missed something really important, not noticing it until it smacked you right in the face? That's how I felt when I had to ask myself the question, who stole my religion? I grew up in a Lutheran church, which at that time was pretty much like any other Protestant church, say like the Methodists or the Presbyterians. My uncle was the minister of our church, my aunt was the organist, my father was the president of the congregation, and my mother was a Sunday school teacher. We were taught to follow the Ten Commandments. We learned lots of Bible verses, and our role models were Jesus and the Good Samaritan. I went to a Lutheran university where the theology professors were teaching a new and liberal version of what we had learned as kids. They challenged us to address the social issues of the Civil Rights Movement and the Vietnam War. I was proud that my church was following the teachings of Jesus, the peacemaker, the champion of the poor who showed compassion for everyone. After college, while the Vietnam War still raged, I took what was, for me, the next logical step in my spiritual development. I became a Quaker after I got to know a Quaker couple who went to Vietnam as non-combatants and made artificial limbs from crashed airplanes for soldiers who had lost arms or legs in combat. These people were the real deal, the real followers of Jesus, and I wanted to at least attempt to be like them. But the Lutheran church back home wasn't moving forward. The disruptions of the 60s, the peace movement, the civil rights movement, and the women's movement caused a backlash, driving some Protestant denominations into fundamentalism, which attempted to tighten the reins on these social movements. This invited racism, misogyny, and the glorification of violence, evident in the sudden skyrocketing of gun sales. Even my mother bought a gun. Looking back on it now, I remember visiting my mother to find her suddenly singing the praises of Billy Graham. And that morphed into watching endless hours of the 700 Club, with Pat Robertson urging his followers to open their wallets in the name of Christ. The name fundamentalist eventually morphed into evangelical, which I suppose sounded more like someone trying to save the world. But I was too busy being a Quaker to notice the boiling of the frog. I did wonder how anyone calling themselves a Christian could be a racist. How could the white nationalist movement get a foothold in the Christian church? Didn't anyone tell them that Jesus wasn't white? He probably looked more like Gandhi than some Nordic warrior. And how could the image of a strong male be a loner guy with a gun? Wasn't Jesus a peacemaker? I remember the classic image of Jesus in my Sunday school room. His face was the picture of compassion and gentleness. He held a shepherd's crook in one hand and a lamb in the other, a far cry from the loner guy with a gun. How did today's Christian evangelicals get so far from the teachings of Jesus? For some historical perspective, listen to Kristen Demez on YouTube or read her book, Jesus and John Wayne, How White Evangelicals Corrupted a Faith and Fractured a Nation. As a historian and a member of an evangelical church, 
she's finding many evangelicals who welcome having this spotlight shown on this movement gone astray. And as for me, I'm awake now, and I applaud those Christians who hold religious beliefs devoid of racism, misogyny, and violence. And as for the frog, well, I hope he has the sense to jump out of that boiling water real soon. For Esoterica, I'm Andre Bella. Thanks for listening.